2: and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
1: Society 13 Podcast Network.
0: Redefining Podcasts. Society-13.com I like to listen. You want
3: to see something really scary? You bet. Music. Horror. 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 Art. Politics. Welcome to Kettle, Whistle, Radio, for real, on Society
0: 13 Networks.
4: to the Christmas episode of Kettle Whistle Radio, if you want to call it that. Through the years, we've had some really sad ones. <laughs> Very anti-Christmas sometimes, too. But um, I, I'm you're also here for another reason, too. Uh, Dr. John Towers is in the house, along with Christine Starkey.
1: Oh, we're going. Oh, we're going Just right like now. We're live. Yeah, you're a professional. <laughs> hi, John. Hello. There you are.
4: <laughs> David, hi! How you doing? <laughs> well, anyway, uh, we are here to talk about... A certain book called "The Ages" that John has. I don't know how how detailed he wants to get into this right away, but um, you seem to belt these things out pretty quick. Oh no, man, right? this was
1: two years, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, this is it took a while for this one. Okay.
4: Well, I guess give us the premise.
1: Well, it's um, I've been writing. I've been doing these comic books for over ten years now, and I do a lot of like research into like the occult and like weird fringe topics. So I had, like, all these ideas that I was never able to, like, use. And so I kind of used this book for, like, a clearinghouse for, like, all those crazy... Oh, that's cool.
4: Sh- ...concepts and stuff. Oh, like, some open-ended questions are being answered now, or...? Well,
1: well, sort of, but I mean just, like, um... So the book starts in the Garden of Eden. It's, a, it's, a, it's basically, like, a tale of prehistory and, like, the stuff in, like, the, the Old Testament. Except, uh... I kind of flip it and I use like a lot of like Gnostic stories and I make Cain the good guy Mm. (laughs) and he's the through line for the whole book is that he's rebelling against this tyrant who is God, you know? And, um, like, uh, when he gets cursed, like he gets like prison, like prison tats that are made out of like angelic script and stuff. And, uh, so I get to go through that and, um, You know, the Genesis 5 that everyone talks about now, where, like, the angels come down to, like, mate with the Earth chicks. Because, you know, it's all about the Earth chicks. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, their offspring are, like, these giants that, like, uh, uh, do all all these crazy things. So I was able to, like, use that, get into that kind of stuff. And also, like, the Tower of Babel and, like, the Flood and, like, the weird conspiracy stuff I was able to work in is, like, Saturn- death cults (laughs) and and like um none of this surprises me by the way (laughs) and uh just uh you know try to take like some stories that people might know like the tower of babel and kind of turn them turn them around and kind of like like reload them and uh because uh the guy gets cursed to walk the earth like god meant like forever so it's like he's like just the, just plodding through like the like history and like he finds himself in the crusades and he gets gutted and he's like yes finally like i'm gonna die but he he just sits there and like rots and so like for like the whole last chapter is he's like in my head dave it's like ray Harryhausen skeleton. skeleton oh, yes it's, you know from like sinbad and the seventh it's like a, yeah so um so like he's like Basically, like just this badass warrior, ever living skeleton. Uh, Yes. Yeah. And,
4: um, familiar with him. Yeah. Uh, does he come complete with that that music in the background that Harry has? Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, um, since the through line, like the theme of the whole book is basically him rebelling against tyranny, um, he finds himself, like, founding America. You know, like, Hmm. it's like he's, he, like, he mentions, like, I've spent, you know, centuries in these dungeons of these tyrants and like he is there like influencing like the the drafting of the uh the doc like the founding documents and stuff and then you know he even's like hey you know like god fucks everything up like Mm -hmm. he tries to kill everyone he fucks it up he tries to do this he fucks that like he just fucks everything up and then he mentions how that's kind of like echoed you know like with um you know all all men are created equal except for the slaves like eh, you know, you know, so like, you know, it's all about just this, like fire, like firing blanks at like this unstoppable, you know, you know, what he views as like a tyrant or whatever.
4: Very cool. Well, you bend a lot of your, of history with your mythos and somehow you make it original where, like, where does all this stuff Come from in this one is this? Did you watch the History Channel for a week? Or you no, dude. This books? is no. This
1: is just like my research that I've been yeah. doing forever. Like you know, like I said, just shuffling, like shuffling every everything together. Like here's a case in point. Like, um, have you guys ever seen the South Pole of Saturn? No, no, no. 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 So a few years ago, I think it was like Voyager or something, like flew out and it like took this picture of like the underside of Saturn. Oh, wow. And it has this permanent hexagon on it and it looks like this fucking like eye oh. like staring down whoa and so what i did is i used like basically that aspect of saturn as like the avatar for god in the garden of eden so it's like there's that a, is really cool there's like a white sun and a black sun and this eye staring down at the garden of eden just watching judging them like the whole like the whole time and um uh, and I also used again, then I shuffled the deck and I read this book when I was in high school called, um, uh, worlds in collision. It was by this guy named Emmanuel Vilikovsky. And what he did is he looks at like these ancient petroglyphs and stuff. And he like distilled down this idea that, you know, there's like a delineation in history or prehistory and before that time, the sky looked different. The planets were arranged in a different way and Venus was actually a a comet that came through and smashed into like part of Mars. And like it turned the whole sky into like a billiard, like a billiard table. And so like, I use that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. So like I use like that, like I took that piece and like, you know, you know, so I use like, I use that, but the, the hexagon, like on the, on the ass end of Saturn, um, is actually like, if you look at a hexagon a certain way, but you imagine it as like a cube, you know, because it's like it's skewed and it becomes like a te- like a tesseract or like right. a three dimensional cube. I
4: know exactly. Yeah, yeah. So
1: like you know, then I took that and I made that like into a thing. Like these evil magic users are called the Order of the Shining Hexagon, and <laughs> that's so badass. Yeah, and I was able to like play a lot with um, like symbols that we use. Like the like the sign for money is like in my book. You can trace it to like the serpent around the tree, like around the tree you know cuz like the tree and then the, the s would yeah, be like the serpent sure. part or like a swastika is like the is like an ancient symbol for like the black sun that we were talking about and like um just you know all that kind of stuff. I feel like I'm babbling. That's what you're not. No, 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 no. <laughs> no totally on. I, I
4: just wanted you to tease it a little bit. We're going to get deep into it later. But um, if this doesn't tease it, I, 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 first of all, I wanted this could be a last minute Christmas present for folks. Really easy to get. <laughs> mm-hmm. They probably get it in a couple of days. Yeah. From and, Amazon. And Amazon. Um, you can get it. It's called The Ages. John Towers, um, of course, at Burning Bulb Publishing dot com and,
1: and, yes burning Ball those burning bulb guys took care of me this time around yeah. I,
4: I love that gary vincent man mm-hmm. you
1: can find it on amazon there's a kindle version and a paperback version
4: very cool very cool yeah that's that's awesome or man. you can
1: just go to com and order you can find the links right there
4: <laughs> i'm telling you man just all of that now you're getting more into the symbols than the characters because you, you had all these characters you always dealt with the angels archangels yeah yeah and uh what are the aliens um
1: Oh. there's no aliens. Well,
4: they are, but they're not. Oh, well,
1: the cher- the Cherub. Yeah, the Cherub. Kind of, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> but now I'm totally intrigued. Now I have to read this thing. Um, <laughs> Sorry I didn't
1: bring one for you. That, no. no, that's all right. You
4: brought it here uh, over Halloween. I got to g- glance at it. Oh, yeah, it. right, right. But, um, yeah, well, th- that's just a teaser, folks. We're going to get into this with Dr. John Towers here and like, a little bit more. Um, we, I did have Frylock on uh, from Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Christine, Got to call in and talk with him.
5: (laughs) That was awesome.
4: (laughs) He's a cool dude. Carrie Means. Uh, That's the episode prior to this one, folks. Go to episode 159. Uh, Yeah, this is a nice 160 that you're on right now, John. Uh, Whoop. Yeah, the Christmas episode, if you will. But yeah, it was funny because Christine asked him probably the one thing he didn't want to talk about <laughs> yet you, you pulled it off really well
5: did i uh, yeah okay it, yeah
4: he, he didn't want to talk politics
5: felt like i was just kind of like giving him a lot and i was just like just tell me what you think and it, no it
4: was funny because it was we,
5: definitely a gotcha question <laughs> we
4: touched on uh me and him we talked talked about politics racism and bugs money if you could put all that together it was an interesting conversation <laughs> so don't feel bad <laughs> but we're gonna take a quick break here folks for station identification and sponsorship all right and uh stick with us thanks for listening to kettle whistle radio <laughs> um, now I, I wanted to make note of um, one of our sponsors here, um, someone else's bar. Okay, um, definitely the coolest bar I've ever been to, and the best bar food you'll ever have. And it's, it's actually better, better food than most restaurants I've ever been to that just concentrate on their food. Uh, it's just amazing. And like here, I just will read this for you right here. Uh, someone else's bar is surprisingly demure atmosphere is dim but classy smoke-free and family-friendly Elsa the owner said couples with children are regulars at the bar and while there's no official children's menu they are happy to downsize several menu items of course there are chicken tidbits which are absolutely delicious one of my favorites and chicken quesadillas they are amazing and grilled cheese one of the best grilled cheese sandwiches I know that doesn't sound like much Until you've had it, you don't know. Best grilled cheese sandwich. That can be appreciated by all ages. For the grown-ups, the portions are anything but child size. This is true. Elsa stresses fresh ingredients in all of her menu offerings. On all of her menu offerings. And while you may be in a bar, you're not getting bar food. See? So I stand corrected. (laughs) It's a restaurant. It's restaurant-quality food at a bar. And... Really, just generous portions. Best Wings in Pittsburgh. Getting hungry just thinking about it. Um, Let's see. If you're not familiar with Castle Shannon, let's get location here. If you're interested in checking it out, um, it used to be Mark's Willow Inn back in the day. And, okay, it is someone else's bar, 3841 Willow Avenue, Castle Shannon, PA, 15234. The number, you can call in orders for pickup, 412-343-4332. And there's also an email address, bar at gmail.com. I never ordered through the Gmail, but something tells me you probably can, or maybe just tell her how cool the place is. Food, drinks, candy, why go anywhere else? Someone else's bar. All right, folks, thank you. The
3: holidays are approaching, and I hate crimpices. Uh, the things about Krimbus that I do like are chocolate chip cookies and striped elf legs with pointy shoes. Uh, my favorite Krimbus memory as a child was playing Krimbus songs on the violin at family gatherings. Uh, now I, I feel like Krimbus is out of control and, uh, I don't really like it anymore.
1: No, I was just... Uh, welcome back.
4: Oh, okay. <laughs> that's all right. You you're just what?
1: <laughs> I was just asking. Yeah, we were,
4: just... we were talking comic books off off the air here. If you know of any uh, good collisions between stories, like, what, what were you saying, Battlestar versus Star Trek? Yeah. I, I just knew about Robotech and Voltron. Look, it's just a
1: cool idea, like, Star Trek's going out trying to just explore the universe, and the Battlestar guys are, like, coming, trying to come to Earth to yeah, come home. It's a great have idea. have them, like, meet in the middle. Star Trek would get dusted, though, because they had those fucking Viper, those little fighter ships true and star trek they what they're gonna do float a fucking shuttle out there
4: (laughs) (laughs) but they had those photon torpedoes you know and let's let's face it it
1: all depends on what which captain we go with
4: i think both ships um have the galactica and the and uh the enterprise have both been taken out the same amount of times (laughs) i think they're constantly getting destroyed they're hopeless but um yeah uh, you know since we're on this topic right now um who's going to see star wars rogue
1: one (laughs) I was actually going to buy tickets for right now until I realized that I was booked to come on your show. So uh,
5: <laughs> tomorrow is Nathan Blaine's birthday, so I've got him tickets to go see it in IMAX 3D. Very so I'm good seeing girl. It at four o'clock tomorrow. Very good girl.
4: I got to say, happy birthday, Nathan. Nice. Uh, <laughs>
1: I might swing by Robinson on the way home from here.
4: And see. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah right. (laughs) Well, I got tickets for tomorrow night at seven thirty. So, and uh, if we're gonna hit a matinee next week, I'll do that too. So yeah, Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be up to you. You could join us if you want to. Um, Let's see here. So yeah, we were talking about Christmas, and um, I don't know. It's funny that I have you two on this show. After all, I mean. I couldn't think of two better people to have a show on Christmas when I don't think you guys are the biggest fans of Christmas. I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, are you or aren't you? I, I can't. I can't. You're iffy with me, John. I don't know if you you, you
1: hate it or if you just deal with it. I just. I, I guess I just deal with it. <laughs> I I don't. I can't actively hate it. I guess, but <laughs> yeah, I just deal with it. It's always so stressful. It it just is stressful. It is because it's always like money involved and my parents have all been married and divorced multiple times there and you i go. got hundreds of fucking people to buy presents for Ugh. and i don't have time for that shit anyway so it's always just uh, how many kids are right uh, gift cards you know like, right that seems to be like the thing
4: that is the thing it does I, take away from it but it also saves you a lot of trouble yeah <laughs> a lot of trouble <laughs> but um so do you have a, a horrific christmas story for us
1: her, horrific yeah or just bad i know well i remember when i was a kid empire Strikes back came out oh and all I, well, that's, her favorite. Like, yeah, her, that's uh, her favorite yeah that's her favorite i remember going to seat in theaters starkey that's how old i am that's so cool <laughs> so um <Same> here <laughs> i remember uh all i wanted was an ad-at oh. for christmas that's it 100 percent. i could give a fuck about <laughs> anything else all i wanted was an ad-at okay you know the walkers yeah the big yeah okay you know the dog looking walker thing yeah i didn't know they had like any uh, there's there's
4: one right behind you (laughs) yeah this guy very miniature very yeah
1: (laughs) because i had like all the figures and everything i just wanted a walker because it was like the coolest fucking thing i'd ever seen you know Mm -hmm. and um i remember coming downstairs on christmas morning and there was like an ad sized box and i was like yes oh man fuck all right, let's get to this. And I opened it up, and it was a fucking Dukes of Hazard race car set. Oh and I'm like, no! And I'm like, I don't like Dukes of Hazard. I don't like fucking race car. Like, what the fuck is this even doing here? I'm like, Santa must have gave this to the wrong kid. Someone I'm else like has got my fucking.
5: edit. Dukes of Hazard voiceover is just saying, and that is
1: when yeah, it's like wailing. <laughs> and and that is when like... John hated Christmas. <laughs> that is exactly what it said. But it's funny when we talk about Christmas to this day, my dad will go. Uh, I remember the look on your face when you opened up. <laughs> the-
5: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Oh, God. He's the nicest guy in the world, too. And then, like, so year a couple years ago, I want to say, like, I don't know, maybe f- five years ago. He brings this fucking box to me for Christmas and I'm like, Oh what do you what is this? I opened it up and he got in a fucking ad. No me. way. Yeah. Oh, and I'm like, God. what am I gonna do with this? Not nothing against collectors, yeah, David. But, I, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not a collector. Like, what am I gonna do with this fucking ad at? So I left it in the backseat of my car and a coworker was like, dude, I'm trying to get this ad for my kid and I noticed you got one in the back seat of your oh, car. How much God. do you want for it? You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> no, so How I much able, did you make on that? I can't remember, but um, <laughs> Uh, but I was able to save that kid's fucking that, Christmas. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, so a, a like, great story. It's like fucking. Car- I'm an agent of it's karma. It's a
5: Christmas miracle. Yeah, that's right. And <laughs> I was like, first that qu- pain of your childhood <laughs> paid off later on in life for
1: some other fucking
5: kid. <laughs> for some other fucking kid. Now it's more painful. A
4: Christmas, <laughs> and- a Christmas miracle. in the back of somebody's car. I was that's like, listen, fantastic. this is what you got to do
1: first. You got to get a Dukes of Hazard race car set. As a, as a fake-out gift. No, I'm just playing. But, yeah, so I was able to save, save some kids at-at dreams.
4: Well, last year we had a call-in show and had more haters than lovers of Christmas, which was, it ended up being kind of funny. Um, how, well, do you want to tell a story?
5: Christine, you got something? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I love Christmas. I mean, I've been in the customer service industry for like 13 years, and uh, I have seen so many terrible things. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know what it is about the holidays that it's all about giving peace, comfort, and joy, and then you just step outside of your lovely home, and it's just anything but. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's just, yeah. I don't know. Like, in the cu- between working in a restaurant where you know people have you know come in to you know take a break from all of that stress they're still like you know on edge and like working behind a cash register is just the worst like people feel like they need to talk to you about everything i remember when i was working at aldi i you know was wearing um a santa hat i had these little um Light bulb uh, earrings, and I had a Christmas tree pin on my uh, shirt. You know, it's like I, don't know, I just spread the Christmas joy. But I had this one customer who came through, and after I was done checking her out, I said, uh, "Happy holidays, have a nice day." And she turned to me, and she's just like, "You know, you really shouldn't say that." And I was oh, like. <laughs> Say Say what? And she's just like, You shouldn't say happy holidays, you should say Merry Christmas um, And she got into the whole thing and I, I was listening to her and because I she didn't have any I didn't have anyone else in line with me. So after she gave her spiel, I said very matter of factly, this is a lie I'm Jewish. And uh, then she proceeded to apologize and say, Oh, I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. Like, you know, and then I went into my spiel about, like, you know, not everybody celebrates Christmas. There's a lot of holidays that are covered between November and January, you know. So, and she was just like, Yes, yes, absolutely. And, you know, she says, Happy Hanukkah, walks away. I'm like, Did she not see the Santa hat on my head and the Christmas tree pin? I am great.
4: No, that's a great line. So. I love that. That's a good one. That, absolutely a great one. Oh my god. Uh well, where do you guys spend the holidays with all this with your extended families and everybody's in different places? I mean, I, my family's in New York, LA, Connecticut, Texas. I mean, what do you how do you decide where to go? I mean, I I, I hate it. I if hate it was part. up to me,
1: I would just lock the fucking door and just hang out with my wife for I knew the whole, you'd say whole that. fucking month like, yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. That makes sense. And yeah. you Every
5: <laughs> Christmas is just, you know, the theme is just to, you know, uh be with the ones that i love and it's changed throughout the years because you know in my 20s i was married and i was divorced and i was in a you know bad relationships with my parents and then good relationships with my parents and dating somebody and spending time with his family and you know it's always been the theme of who who is it that i need to spend christmas with want to spend christmas with uh you know it's just you know like that song sharing it with the ones you love i like that
1: very cool. I used to eat Christmas dinner at Sheets. Like, I used to go by and get like an MTO. I have spent yeah, a few right.
5: Christmases at Chinese food restaurants. I have done that a few times. For sure. Yes.
4: Chinese. Uh, yes. Very famous for, th- for that, actually. Um, Eat the Sheets, duck. just so you know, folks, uh, that's a 7-Eleven type place out here in Pittsburgh area. So actually, mid-PA, not not in the Philly area. But yeah, just so you're aware of what that is. We got, you know, got to keep. We keep it local here sometimes. Uh, let's see, worst possible moment. I- I'll tell you, I, this is this is kind of mine's simple. My worst Christmas ever was, uh, I think I was 16 and I had a girlfriend at Christmas. So for the first time, that sucked. I hated it because she lived around the block, so she would visit constantly. And I had to buy a present <laughs> 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 she wanted to go for long walks in the cold. <laughs> like, I hate this. And it was like, actually, I was 15 because my parents were still together. And it was the last Christmas my parents were together. And I had a girlfriend. It was like the worst. Sorry, I know you're out there and you're probably listening because we just became friends again recently. So I'm not going to say <laughs> your name on the air. Yeah. But that was the worst Christmas ever.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a good problem, Dave. What it? Uh no it wasn't
4: no. it wasn't i didn't know what to buy i bought her a necklace you know oh, I, that,
1: I, yeah you're trying to you just got to find a place to get to second base every once in a while
4: <laughs> well you know what we have that. we have we have a caller coming in right now uh somebody that's not a stranger to this network uh caller state your name hi <laughs> uh, this is dave yeah what's up this, nelson w what's piles how you doing man
3: what's going on well how else you got in the uh
4: in but, the studio there with you there. Dr. John Towers and Christine Starkey. Hello.
3: Oh, hey guys.
1: What's going on? Hello.
4: <laughs> We're telling our worst <laughs> our worst Christmas stories ever that we could remember anyway. Hey, don't
3: you remember? There was one I woke up in terrible pain
4: on the side of a road. What? I
3: was missing a kidney. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember a thing. Uh worst Christmas, I was uh this is going back like about a million years ago in 1985. Oh
4: my god, that's the same year as mine.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it was, and and I had I had gotten into high school theater. I was a freshman in high school, and the first audition came, and I got a part. And I of course you know being a 15 year old was like six foot five, I got to play the dad. <laughs> You know, so,
4: I started dating the chick that played my daughter. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Juicy. Who was, who was it? Yeah, it was my first girlfriend,
3: too, on top of it, but, you know, I'm like, you know, I was a hero amongst the other assholes in my, in my class. So, however, I was not a hero because this girl was in the same class as my older sister, who never ceased giving me shit about it. It's like, it's <laughs> disgusting, I can't believe you're going out with her. like well you know what can I say you know (laughs) so it it was my first girlfriend I was new at fucking everything and and we happened to still be dating around Christmas time so you know I'm like okay first girlfriend gotta make it make good with the present, you know. Cause you know, yay, presents and stuff. And so I got her got her like this cool
4: necklace. It has like a little heart in it. This you is know, getting like, not Nelson, not to cut you off, <laughs> but this, this is getting weird. I just told the same story. Did you really? Yeah, just before you called.
1: Well it it didn't have you the faux it. it didn't have the faux suspect I mean, ended horribly. Faux <laughs> <laughs> sorry, go on <laughs>
4: The same chick, you son of a bitch. No, uh, oh no. Long, Long Island. you were so, Jersey. Yeah. So,
3: yeah, you can imagine what dates were. Like the thing that, that uh Jersey has more than anywhere else are diners and malls. Guess yeah. where, where the fuck we hung out? Like there were three there were three diners in under a mile radius oh, yeah. from the mall and there was a mall and there was a diner in the mall,
4: the booth. So <laughs> Well, we, appre- <laughs> we appreciate this call, man. You got more? Oh well, yeah. Well, I'm not no. to... saying <laughs> yeah, All right. Please, go on. <laughs>
3: so, so the day comes. It's like right before Christmas break, and there was some bullshit going on at, at the school. So I'm like, hey, you know, so we're like, hey, we can exchange gifts and stuff before the Christmas break. And, and, you know, she's like, yay. So I get a ride. I go up there, and I give her, you know, I give her the necklace and stuff and keep in mind i'm 15 okay and you know and i give her this thing and she opens it up and she kind of goes hell i'm like well what's what's up she's like well here's here's your gift but don't open it until after we leave like all right whatever No, we're you know trying to make it out and stuff and then
1: trying to get to second base that's what i told dave (laughs) 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 what's that Nothing. No, it, this is very similar. It's very scary.
4: <laughs> go on. So, yeah, you know,
3: so, you know, we gotta go. So, you know, my mom comes picking pick me up in the family trucks there. I get in the car and she's like, well, how are you go? I'm like, I don't know yet. And I open up the gift and it's a fucking card. And inside the card is uh, a little package and it's got these little things in it that you put in warm water and when the... When the, the outer shell thing breaks down, you get five, you get like a sponge Santa Claus, <laughs> uh, a sponge couple reindeer, and a sleigh. <laughs> and I had almost the exact same reaction that, you know, that, that, that uh, Peter Billingsley gives when he decodes the little orphan
4: Annie message <laughs> in the Christmas story. That's awesome. <laughs> and
3: I'm looking at it and I go, son of a so they really they're already doomed relationship kind of like get it right there i'm like what
1: the fuck it could have been worse nelson she could have got you a, a world's best dad mug
5: <laughs> or a dukes of hazard
4: or a dukes of hazard raceway <laughs>
0: yes it was it was
3: such a it was such a brief relationship?
4: There was no threat of that happening. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> that was great, man. Surprisingly similar, man. You'll hear mine. When are you putting it up, man? Uh, probably next week. I'm gonna try early, real early. before Christmas. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, last show of the year. So yeah, you bet. But no, I appreciate it. you. Got more?
3: Oh shit. Um, there was the time I think it was like nineteen seventy eight and I got this really cool remote control dinosaur thing that my uncle thought he could soup up. Oh no. So he grabbed and he was and he was like well into the well into the booze. He's got this big honking cigar sticking out of his mouth I was like, Yeah, bring that thing over here, kid and he gets like a, a, a screwdriver, so it's
4: like, yeah, I can soup
3: this
4: thing right
1: the hell up. Never worked. Oh. He didn't even get to play
4: it once while it worked. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Drunken uncles. Yeah, right. All right, well, hey, Nelson, thank you so much for calling in. We'll talk to you soon. You got anything you want to get out there? Or what are you up to these days?
3: Um. Well, was it, I think was it was that referred to me as like the wizard of Oz. I'm, like, behind the
4: scenes. Yep, the man behind the curtain.
3: Yeah, it's a pretty big
4: goddamn
3: curtain too. Um, I think. uh, Let's see. What do I got going on? Everything here is a nightmare. Still for sale on Amazon. There you go. No for kids.
4: Yep. Good gift. Um, Good gift idea. Last minute.
3: That's right. Or you could just you know put my name in Amazon and pick up a whole treasure trove of shit with my name on it. And uh, let's see. Once once a month, me and uh, me and Tiffany Mel invade John's studio for Red Horse Radio.
4: Cool. Who?
5: Huh? (laughs) I think I was on that
4: show. Yeah, you were. Christine was there. All right, man. Hey, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, happy Christmas, you guys. Have a good one. All right, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
5: Happy holidays.
4: That's very strange. We had a similar story. I didn't go into detail like he did, but that's to save face with certain people. Um, Well, we're gonna take a quick break here and listen to the. The hit from last year from the Death Stars, Unholy Night. Thanks for listening.
2: (laughs) Unholy Night. We're doing Silent Night. Unholy Night. Let's do this for everybody. The ghosts and ghouls are lurking. We hide and wait of the demons twerking the suddenly, suddenly we're aware we that we need chip and map and coffee please, please hurry here be before the souls do us in a night of fear and jet has a brown rear Pentagon
0: tattoos. Pentagram tattoos.
2: While Satan reigns.
0: What? I have no
2: idea. Okay. okay. Let's just start it over. Start four. Okay. Of Unholy Night. Love the Death Stars. Allison, Dee Dee, Fresh, Amanda, and Jet Marie. Go Death Stars! Death Star tambourines. Tambourines. Is she gonna play tambourine? I don't know. know. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I hear you guys, though. Go Death Stars! Death Stars! Okay, wait. We'll get it rocking. Right, here we go.
4: You got this? I'll yeah. hold this. Okay. You're alive. You're, you're okay. All right. <laughs> I got to find your third member.
0: Hold
2: on. <laughs> <laughs> I said member. A member? <laughs> you're crazy! Okay. All right. How does this sound? Yeah. Unholy night, the ghosts and ghouls are lurking, we hide and wait of the demons twerking, twerking,
1: suddenly we're
2: aware that we need chop MF and coffee, please hurry here before the souls do us in. A demon strikes in the night to take your soul. The world will end, which is Satan's goal. God falls from grace. There's no hopeful human race. Your birthday miracle. Oh, Dave, save the world. Oh, Bill the mother, star killer. killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave, save the world. Hello! <laughs> they can cross that. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, everyone! There you go. That was amazing. All right. <laughs> now we're done. I don't...
1: It might don't, not be no. as
2: medicinal. I think the other one was just medicinal. Oh, that was, like, full of... Vigor. Vigor. <laughs> Vim. Vim and vigor. Yeah. He did want you to sing "Old Lang Syne. <laughs> what is it? Is that the, um... <laughs> Should all acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should all acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? You're a friend, old flag. You're a high flying flag, and forever in peace may you wave. You're the butt, Allison. Oh my God! <laughs> she just pulled that out of her duck butter. Yes.
0: <laughs> duck butter was everywhere. Hey, we
2: whipped out the grand old flag. Hi. <laughs>
0: yeah, I did.
1: Oh, um, your wine. Okay. And yeah, we got a
4: needle. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, you, you guys sounded fucking...
2: Were scene. we awesome? Were we awesome?
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you were like doing patriotic songs all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, you were. (laughs) And somehow you turned it into Christmas. Oh, my God. And there it is, folks.
0: I'm not afraid of the dark. But you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. seen.
1: With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker.
0: Still here? Okay. Let's play
3: a game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh hey, kettle whistle radio. My Christmas wish this year is that Doctor John Towers likes potatoes on
0: mailing him. Heather Shepler.
4: So we're talking about Life of Agony right now. Um, the band, one of John's favorite bands. He got me into them. I I, I kind of missed them along the way, even though I liked a couple of tunes. And, I got you um, into them. Yeah, you let me borrow uh two or the CD that you had, and um, I really got into them uh, a lot. And we're trying to talk Starkey into uh, well, let me borrow. Listen, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just burn. I have it on my computer here. I'll have to burn it for you. Oh, oh, wait a second. Wait a second. I'm supposed to be <laughs> we fucking, buy our music you're here. Pirate. <laughs> I'll get you an iTunes, <laughs> get you an iTunes gift card, yes. and then you can download it yourself. <laughs>
1: Merry Christmas! Hey, wow, Dave, have you seen that um the documentary series on Netflix called Hip Hop Evolution? No. Oh, it's awesome, dude! You got to check it out. It's like it talks about like um, uh, the dudes that were even before the Sugar Hill Gang. Oh, like man. the New York DJs that were do that were doing like pioneering rap before even the Sugar Hill. Game. I would love to see. It's that. really good.
4: I saw uh, me and Justin Johnson were talking about. There's this uh, one on um, uh, on funk music. It was a documentary, only an hour long. And it's a same, similar thing. Yeah. And um, it was just so good. And there's just so much music out there that we kind of missed along the way. But it's where it comes from. Where they get all their samples. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing stuff. But um, let's see. Uh, what, were, what were we talking about too? Something else off air that was really interesting. I oh, In and Out Burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, out west folks, we're not getting them here anytime soon. So, uh, Christine, you said you might have a story again for us. Oh
5: or- yeah. Well, and. There's, I remember when I was a kid, I really wanted this um, doll and I don't remember what the doll was called, but she was kind of like, you know, your size and her arms could like wrap around your body and her legs can like attach to your legs too. And you can like walk around with her, do cartwheels with her. And, you know, she was Hmm. also comfortable enough to like, you know, sleep with and you know what she did, she had, she had this on one side of her head. Um, she just had a smiling, awake face, and then you would like flip her hair over, and then she has a sleepy face. So you know, you would go to bed with her, so you could like literally walk around with her, and you know, also go to bed with her. So I asked for this for one Christmas, and I got it, and I was like so excited, and I loved it for only a few days before Christmas break ended. I had a nightmare about this doll that I'm having one had, right now. Actually, she had two heads, and her arms were, like they could stretch, you know, really, really far that they literally just Like she would stay in one place of the house and I would run towards another place of the house and her arms would already be there and grab me at both sides. And her her, her face just went like from like complete like the completely happy face that she had to like utter horror. And like I was going to be killed. I was going to be maimed. I was going to be eaten. I woke up screaming. (laughs) And I threw the doll into the closet and it stayed there until that spring's uh, garage sale when I saw her being sold. And I literally, I watched that doll at the garage sale and I was like hoping, hoping to the invisible God that I then believed in to please get this doll away from me. So, again, I don't remember the name of the doll, but I, that's also because I probably wanted Locked to it out. wipe it from my existence completely. I don't but- know. It, it
1: sounded weird, but you totally lost me when you were like, yeah... You rip her face off, and she's got a... <laughs> I don't know what that doll is.
5: Anyone out there can, like, send it to me.
4: On the other hand, there might be a lot of guys that own that doll, too. I'm just saying. Oh,
5: God. Why? Wrapped, it, wrapped around
4: your leg. That's oh, gosh. Anyway.
1: It's so
5: disturbing. I know. Yeah,
1: there's a new thing called pillow humping that's, like, going um, around now. It's exactly no. what it sounds like. Pillow humping.
5: Uh, that's a thing for children?
1: No, no. <laughs> no, like... Like the um the adult movies, like like it's a, oh, like a thing. That's ridiculous. Like you could search like pillow humping. Oh, God.
4: <laughs> I did hear something on the radio about that. Yeah. On XM, yeah. The, yeah. the
1: Queens talked about it. That's the only way. Oh, I was of course. <laughs>
4: yes, the Queens of NC-17, one of our favorite shows here. Frylock was checking them out. Oh, really? Yeah, he digs their show. He, he digs what it's about. He hasn't listened to it yet. We talked about it. Like, yeah, you, you give it a listen.
5: I love those ladies.
4: Oh, you too. Another yeah. one. <laughs> All right, so. I just saw Scrooge for the first time this year.
1: He was one of the best Christmas movies. Bill Murray.
5: I watch that every year.
4: Do you know it was the first time I saw it?
5: Really? What do yes. you think?
4: And I loved it because Bobcat Goldweed. I, I was going to say
1: it's Bobcat's finest hour. It, it really is. <laughs>
4: Although he's no, he's made some good movies lately. Yeah. You know that Willow yeah. Creek and yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but favorite Christmas movie is that your favorite? Is that it? I mean, oh
5: man, I love Scrooge. I love Elf. Um, Elf is, like...
4: Elf has grown on me through the years.
5: The old and new Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, wow. I love, love, love Krampus. That came out last Ooh, year. Krampus yeah. has become, you know, a Christmas classic for me now.
4: Oh, yeah. I got to see that again.
5: Oh, gosh. I like Gremlins and Die Hard, too. Um,
4: we talked about Krampus on your show, didn't we? I forget if we It did. might have came up. I don't uh, know a whole lot about it. Well, it, you didn't see it yet? Did you not see? it? No, I haven't oh, seen okay. it. Well, it's in the vein of Gremlins, like it's a Christmas movie, but it's not a Christmas movie. It's it's you know it's a horror movie.
1: Well, I disagree. I think Gremlins is one hundred percent about Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> Spielberg's
4: I, Christmas, absolutely. I think yeah. it's uh,
1: I think it's a a, com- a commentary on commercialism yeah. and what uh, what Americans do at Christmas. Fucking, they eat too much. They take baths after midnight and they go fucking ape shit. <laughs>
4: It wasn't <laughs> Kolchak the Night Stalker in it, Mr. Putterman. Yeah, yeah that was probably. Him? Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. I was oh, Mr. Mr. Putterman. Christmas Carol. Uh, okay, I like the one with George C. Scott. Oh, yeah. I like but I, was, I said Muppets Christmas oh, Carol. Oh, Muppets. Oh. <laughs> okay, so you are a fan. I
5: right. watch that every December 24th. Yeah. yeah I we,
1: used to watch uh, Die Hard every Christmas. <laughs> that used to be my thing. Yeah. But it's like, it's every, everyone does it now. Like, I'm all looking at Facebook, and everyone's like, it's not Christmas till hands falls off nakatomi plaza and i'm like this has been my tradition forever so i'm kind of being hipster about it and i'm like now ask me what my favorite christmas movie is what's
5: your favorite christmas movie die hard
1: two
0: ah.
5: well this is going to be the first christmas <laughs> wow. that we watch it and we knowingly uh you know alan rickman passed away last this oh, january yeah, that's so a, that's, that's a gonna mess. be weird
4: that's a mess uh but well we're talking about last minute gift items and one of the big ones, of course, uh, that's why Mister Towers is here today, is his graphic novel, The Ages. And uh, from what I saw, and I got a glimpse of it, I got to go through the whole thing real quick, which I don't like doing because I don't like seeing things at the end that'll ruin things in the beginning. Um, real quick now, how did? Where like the synopsis again? What? What? I, I'm trying to put wrap my head around it because it's not. It's a continuation of what you you previously did, and yet. I, how does it fall in line with it, your other books? It's kind
1: of think of it as like a prequel, sort of. But it doesn't have like only one character in it that relates to the stories.
4: I think. I, I think my dog just gassed us out. I in think hair. so. Yeah. She's I been... was going
5: to ask when we were off air who who <laughs> fucking did that. No. No.
4: I, nope. Not I me. was like,
1: maybe it was that snake fellow. No. Then,
5: I see her shadow out there. <laughs> yeah, oh, God.
4: No, she's been doing this all day, man. And it's it's I, rough. She's got some upset stomach, <laughs> and it's killing me. In this room, yeah, maybe you should open that And door. then I saw
1: that you had a Porkins action figure, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some Star Wars controversy
4: on that one, too. Uh, but we'll, 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 she's right there. He opened the door, and she's just
1: sitting there. And she's with her wearing... With her back to us, and she's decked out guilty. for Christmas. She's so, wearing so she, Christmas sweater. <laughs> She has a Christmas little sweater helper, on, and she farted underneath take, the door. You gotta take that ass away!
4: Okay. Whoa! Yeah, she, she killed us in here, man. All right, oh, she's mad come man, on! Yeah, she's water. come on. She's mad at all of us. Come on. Come on. What do you feed this animal? No, nah, you know what? She's been a, she's had an upset stomach. Today Aww. she's on very bland food. It reminds me <laughs> of that it reminds me of that Seinfeld
1: where
5: That was oh, the funniest so thing so... in the world. You opening the door and she literally has her butt sitting down.
1: Yeah. And she was looking at us like a <laughs> right, her back.
5: Right behind like, the door. And she's Is that me? Oh <laughs> my god. Why did wow. I get a picture of that?
4: <laughs> wow. To anybody that has a boxer lab pit bull out there, (laughs) be
1: warned. This reminds me of... When I was in basic training, they made us go through a gas chamber, (laughs) and you had to wear your gas mask, and then you have to get in the gas chamber, and you have to take your gas mask off and breathe in the CS gas. This is exactly the same thing.
4: Uh, We opened the studio window here for the first time this winter. Oh, Oh, man, that was was rough. And it's like the
5: coldest day outside, too.
4: (laughs) Merry Christmas, everybody.
5: Here's a new Christmas horror story that we all got to share, you guys.
1: It's colder than a Yeti's bee hole out there <laughs> it's, it's crazy i I honestly it, jet is
4: part of a lot of shows because she barks a lot, but that oh. that's a that's a new that's a definitely a new angle literally Whew, okay and, yeah oh, all right I, once again, talking to frylock he he knew jet <laughs> he knew of jet he was just like, yeah, I know about your dog I'm like, what? Hmm. He, I, he did some research on me. it was really kind of creepy Aww. <laughs> nice guy though all right I all right, it's, I
1: think it's clearing out in here it is yeah, it's
4: clear, I got the window open. But uh, okay,
1: <laughs> back to your book. How does it fall? Dave, I sense? felt like I was in Auschwitz for a second.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty shitty situation. Smellorama. Wow, it's a,
1: yeah, the studio isn't that big. Oh.
4: Helms Deep headquarters is kind of cramped, and when somebody is letting one loose like that, oh,
1: Jeff. I'm just glad that wasn't me. No, I, I, we're all looking at each other like, "What?" I'm like, Dave needs to go to the hospital. I feel <laughs> like the
4: listener <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> All right, uh, back on point. <laughs> how does how does the ages fall into your your timeline? It would
1: be like a pre- it would be like a prequel, yeah. And, it, yeah, and it helps like set up a bunch of stuff that I've been writing about forever, like the um the evil like magic users, the Sh- Order of the Shining Hexagon. Like you get to kind of see their like origin story, mm-hmm. you know. But it also serves as a good jumping off point. So if you've never read any of my other stuff. You just jump jump right in right That's from here. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. It's yeah. kind of like a soft reboot, sort of.
4: It's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, and you get them hooked, and they get to know your characters. <clears throat> um, you said it took you two years to do this. Yeah. Um, was it the plan all along, or, or like, did, did things change while you're writing these things, like, story-wise? Like, um, as you go, do you stay on target, or do you, like, take a left turn, like, this is a better idea?
1: Um. Or- kind of a little bit of both. Like I try to be slavish to like my outline and stuff, but every once in a while, like I'll, i look at the pacing and I'll be like, Hey, I, hold on. I need a good like character moment here or something, or I need to give you guys a reason to care about this fucker again, you know? So, so I'll do like, you know, do something like funny with them. Um, so yeah, I guess it's like different. It's a little bit harder than doing it. Like, I guess how you would do it. Like when you're writing, because I have to like find like a page break mm. and like squeeze something in like in in between, and just hope it's seamless enough to like f- still fit in. If I am going to do something like at the last minute, but yeah, I,
4: mean, I I do that. Yeah, and you making making you care about your characters. I mean, folks, if you read his stuff, be careful who you care about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I know George R. R. Martin, but I do like to kill some fuckers every now and again. Oh
4: man, it's brutal, brutal stuff. I, you like your violence? That's how we sold it at that uh, that last what was it the uh, Walking what was that Walk uh, Walk of the Dead Fest we just did. Mm-hmm. I was selling it. Well, trying to sell it to folks, saying you know this is the this is a violent one. I had my demon eye sitting there. I was like, this is docile, this is violent, <laughs> and then that girl, yeah, bought both. She she bought both. Well, kind of. <laughs> That's another story. But um, as far as like, well, how many pages is it? First of all,
1: uh, I think it clocks in at I think two thirty, maybe something like that. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I, uh,
4: Christine. I don't know if you know this about this guy, but he's a workaholic when he when it comes to writing you look on that wall there's four comic books that we did together and uh-huh. i want to say it was done within two and a half months you, yeah, you belted out those issues yeah, just like probably. that i had the easy job i, I wrote it and he <laughs> you know he had to prove and add stuff but he he drew that and no, that's unheard of there's no i don't know of any artists out there that does that that quickly in two years for 230 pages that's still a lot of work that's yeah awesome yeah yeah oh my god what is this? Uh, how much is it if people go to buy it online on Amazon? I believe
1: Burning Bulb has it on Amazon for, I want to say, $14? For That's 230 pages, folks? All art? Like 200 to 230. I, I, it's
4: good stuff. I, I kind of I fail dig it. at
1: the page count. Ah, oh, great.
4: So do you enjoy killing off your favorite characters? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, sometimes they do stuff that you just you can't get, they can't be redeemed for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like the best you could do is give them a heroic death. Give them
4: a, Well, um, can you give us uh, some of the characters, like main characters' names and what they do? And... Yeah, well,
1: I mean, because it stretches so long, like mm. the it, the book's called the Ages because it's based on this idea of the astrological procession of the ages. So the Earth, because of how we wobble through space, you know, mm. um, the equator passes the equator passes through different constellations, and that marks like the ages. So it, it's like the age of Cancer. And the age of Aquarius or the age of Taurus and Aries. And it goes, it works actually backwards through the Zodiac. So like right now we would be like in the age of Aquarius or like the last half of the age of the Pisces mm-hmm. and all people all around the world, like in the ancient times knew this because it reflects in their myths in their like r- religion and stuff. Like even in the Bible, like, uh, when Moses, like in Exodus, when Moses climbs Mount Mount Sinai and he comes down with the the Ten Commandments, there a group of the Hebrews have broken down and they started worshiping their older god, which was Taurus. It was a bull god, and that would technically, when he came down from, well, in Moses's day, would be Aries. Would be the age of Aries. So he comes down and he sees that they're worshiping Taurus again. And he's like, no, no, no. He puts a a stop to all of it. He's like, we got to continue on with like this age, like this age of Aries. Again, Jesus does the same thing. He's in the age of Pisces and he's telling his folks that they have to go forward into the age of Aquarius. And the way he does it is he's like, when I'm gone, you guys got to go in the city, find the dude with the bucket of water and follow that guy. And that's like, that's Aquarius. So there's like things like this embedded in like myths and religions all like all over the world. So that's the way that each chapter of my book encapsulates, like, one of these ages. Mm. And wow. <laughs> astrologically, they're, like, 2,500 years apiece, which would make it, like, a young earth kind of theory, but I, I try not to, th- I'm not, like, bolted down to that. It's just, it just was a cool way to, like, structure a book, in my opinion, you know?
4: Structure is one thing. Um, you, we can't even label your book a horror, a sci-fi, a historical. I mean, it just it, there's no label for it. It's just you cover all bases.
1: Yeah, I tried to go it's with action, like action, like yeah. real alternative religion, action, mythology. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in the past you've
4: had plato- anybody
1: can get anything
5: out of that book. Yeah. Oh
4: hell yeah! I, if they're not buying it, they're crazy. I, I mean, honestly, I'm going to be buying it for a couple of people for Christmas. Um, but yeah, you, you can combine like platoons of soldiers with angels in the same storyline. It's yeah. just it's so wild. Nobody thinks like that. Yeah, and it's
1: cool. So like the characters, the main one is because like you're looking at such a large timeline. He starts off as Cain and he takes on like different names and like different eras or whatever, but he winds up being Cyrus the dead guy. Who's like my ever living uh,
4: favorite skeletal warrior favorite of mine. Actually big time, <coughs> big time. He's done a lot
1: of fun stuff and he shows up in just about all of your stuff Uh, up to a certain, like he's not in the beginning stuff. Mm. Um, But like since, since probably like the Jihad book, Right, Uh,
4: right. I think he's. Well, yeah, he wasn't in the. Yeah, I I know. I read all your earlier stuff. Yeah. Um. Actually, well, Christine, is this something you would like to buy? Yeah, I I know tons of people too. Like just
5: listening to him talk about, like you know the history and the mythology of it, I'm like, I have so many friends who would just dig to read this book uh-huh. and I, I need to read more of your you know, earlier stuff before I dig into that. Yeah, so it's kind but of you like, don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to, yes. But like, I'm like excited now as he's discussing this. I'm yeah. just like, I have to wait on that. Not that I won't buy it very, very soon, but that, yeah, I got to dig into some of your earlier work too. But I love seeing all of the art that you post on Instagram yeah. That yeah. for all these other projects you're talking about. I'm just like, I need to read more of it.
4: I was looking to see if I had some on the shelf here, which I, I usually do have, like, all my friends' stuff over here somewhere. mm mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: So... You
4: know, it's, that means it's uh, on the bed, next to the bed table there. So, um, when, when
1: I when I release one of these graphic novels, I try to release, like, a couple smaller, like, comic book-sized comic books to, like... um Tease? Well, like, to support the story. Yeah. So these ones, um, the one is called uh, The Non-Standard Squad, 1944. And it's oh, basically wow. Cyrus and Lane McCord, McCord. in World War Two, fighting. Um, there's this uh, Nazi wizard who's taking control of, like, an army of gremlins who's and they're they're like trying they're like chasing McCord around with little wrenches and they're like taking <laughs> him apart like as he's like trying but to McCord
4: is a giant he's, well a, he's a robot he's a war
1: bot correct yeah and,
4: and if you see him you fall in love with him I'd I love to say what he, he looks like in old fashioned what would you say like a cartoon I, from the 40s I, I,
1: he's like a like kind of like a Jeep like he's kind of like transformer a transformer jeep yeah,
4: yeah he kind of if you tr- if he were to transform it he'd be a jeep yeah but, but it's like uh he talks like an old man he talks, he talks like a
1: like a pre <laughs> like a like a sitcom dad yes, in the 50s yes. like he's like righto sport and like this kind of <laughs> vernacular yeah you just fall in love with the character i think don't you have a physical one in your house
4: isn't there a yeah yeah of, yeah. yeah
1: and then the uh the second comic issue coming out to support the book is called Vienna 1683. And this is the best one. It's a, it's actually a true story that I just infused Cyrus into. And basically um, Vienna is this huge walled city because the Ottomans in the 1500s stormed it and tried to take it over. So when they failed, they erected these huge walls around the city. And in 1683, this is actually the story of the first 9-11. This is, like, why 9-11 happened on 9-11, was because of what happened in Vienna in 1683. The Ottoman Empire surrounded the city for 28 days, and they put it under siege. And people in the city were, like, starving, and they had, like, mass graves, and kids were getting sick, and, and all this stuff, and... The Ottomans would send these emissaries up, and the guy running the city at the time was this guy named Count Ernest von Stromberg. And he's like a real dandy of a lady. Like, if you look at him, he's got like a little tiny mustache and he wears like a bustle and stuff. But he's actually like a fucking, like a bat, like the baddest ass guy at the time. So these emissaries would come up, and they'd be like, Hey, you guys don't even have to convert. We won't kill you. Just let us take over the city. We'll throw a little tax on you. And we'll let all your people live. And he's like, "No, go fuck yourself." Like he just kept telling them, "No, no." And they were defending these city walls. <sighs> well, eventually, this guy, the king of Poland, named Jan Sobieski the Third, marched this huge army up to like this uh, eastern high plain above the city that the um, the Ottomans weren't paying attention to, uh, in to their detriment, and he lined up. These a cavalry charge of these soldiers. They were called the Flying Hussars. <laughs> Have you ever see, ha- no. heard these guys? They're armored, and their horses were armored, and they built fake wings into their armor, so they look like like fucking like badass angels. Oh my God! In 1683, they had muskets and stuff too, so they would like run through with like these blunderbusses, and they had swords and spears. <sighs> oh my God! And he lined all these Hussars up, and they did the biggest cavalry charge in the history of the world. It still stands down and it broke the ottoman line they saved the city and this is actually the um i do
4: remember <laughs> that i did see something about that now when you said that yeah this is,
1: this is this is the battle that actually broke the the ottoman empire it started it broke its back and it started to climb the caliphate was like ended basically on on that day so um I'm really excited about that. I'm pumped. It's like one of my favorite stories. I actually wanted to do it as a gigantic graphic novel, but I, like it was up to do and I just had to You get already it done did one. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, those are coming next. Those are going to be uh, published next month. They'll be they'll be available. Okay, so these are one-shots. Awesome.
4: Yeah. Okay, so one-shots that coincide with yeah, they the have, ages. they both
1: have Cyrus in them. They're basically, it's like what he was doing in other places in his like in history. So
4: you'll be able to get those at uh, Burning Ball Publishing.
1: No, they're no, I'm going to do those. Oh. Stigmata Studios. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, important. We'll tell people how to get them there.
4: www.stigmatistudios.com. Very good.
5: Now I know what I'm getting myself for Christmas <laughs> and what I'm getting myself for my birthday in February. Yeah,
4: she was totally intrigued. She buys all the stuff, too. She's really good about independent art and people in the area, local stuff. I, I, that's why I constantly have her on the show. What have you got going on right now?
5: Me? Well, you know, I had my bilateral double mastectomy a uh, yes. month ago. <laughs> uh, so I've kind of been MIA, but I have been doing a lot of writing to the point where, you know, I've... Good. Uh, You know, I've been in like a huge like writer slump ever since like my separation from my ex-husband. So it's been like three years long and I've been writing here and there. But ever since I have so much time on my hands, it's like, write, 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 write. Now I'm thinking about writing this book next year and that be my goal is to finish this book by uh, year's end. Because right now it's kind of like a story that's writing itself.
1: Oh, good. Do that. So are you, is it like journaling or poetry or are you writing a book? It's, uh, well,
5: it's back in when I was in high school, I did this graduation project and it was a book that I wrote with my experiences with running in high school and I never finished it because I always told myself like, well, the, the, the ending isn't, you know, written yet. Like, cause I just literally wrote my experiences down of what happened to me in high school and I was never really happy with it. Uh, but I was just like, well, I can always, like, retweak it or something and, you know, move on from here. And then, you know, the whole cancer diagnosis happened. And I'm just like, well, what what's going – what am I going to do every single day of my cancer? Run. And I just realized how much running has been involved in my life. So it's not so much kind of like a cancer book in a sense that, well, it kind of opens up, you know, with, you know, me getting diagnosed. And um, we delve into my past, so also my history of running, you know, when I was uh, – you know, in high school. So that's where, you know, the furthest we go in my past. And, you know, just kind of like through the years, you know, through my marriage, my divorce, my, you know, uh, careers, my, you know, life changing, all of this stuff I've kind of like run. So it's just kind of like a motivational thing, like saying, you know, don't give up, always work hard sort of thing. So the ending, I think is going to be um, next year, uh, in, you know, I turned 30. And I always said, my 30th year, I'm going to run my first marathon. Nice. So the ending of the book is, uh, the start of the marathon.
1: Cool. So it's like yeah. an open love letter to running. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
5: So now that I'm talking about this publicly, which, yeah, you, you know, I have only really been, <laughs> I've only been telling so many people, it's just like, now I have no excuse, now but you, to write now it. Now
1: you have to do it. Right? <laughs> well, you know
4: what? There's a, there's a new outlet for you too. Cause I'm starting, uh, well, well it could be a series, um, where I will be presenting new writers, on board. Um, I have a collection coming out and if you have something available right now that's short, I'll take it and um, with Burning Bulb, of course, it's going to be David J. Fairhead Presents and it's called Fiends of the Flesh and it could be anything from sci-fi horror to drama. There's, and, and True Crime. There's a couple Are you of those editing two. it? No. Um, yes and no. Okay. Yes and well, no. Well,
5: good, because yeah. I'll, I'll show you some stuff that I have that's uh, short, but uh, I yeah, a, I, have, I probably need somebody to look over No it. problem.
4: No, I have an editor. I, I, she's a college professor, and she's really good at it. So um, Yeah, and she's a writer as well. But yeah, I'm putting this together. It was something I put together a while ago. just didn't come to fruition because some people were dragging their feet a lot.
1: Are you allowed to so, talk about it? Yeah, yeah. Gary yeah, okay. knows all
4: about it. All yeah, right. it's all good. It's done. It's just I'm um, waiting for one more mission and um it may or may not happen we'll see what happens but you're on board no matter what oh, so, sweet.
0: Wonderful. yeah
4: whether it's you know the next time or this time depends how fast you can get you it to me.
5: me you keep me track on that because right no now problem. even though i'll be starting back up at trader joe's at the end of the month now um i'm going to be doing a lot of writing in the new year so you know
4: give me keep, something short short. keeps me, something me out short. of trouble <laughs> <laughs> all right we're going to take a, our last break here before we close tonight and uh thanks for tuning in <laughs> Hey folks, we like to keep it whimsical here, but every now and then a real serious subject comes up and we like to help a friend out. And um, you're friends with my friend, Christine Starkey. She has a GoFundMe. She's been through a lot. Um, and as you probably just heard, just go to www.gofundme.com backslash Starkey Strong and help her pay her bills. She could use your help. That's why we do this, trying to help each other out, man. All right. Again, www.gofundme.com backslash Starkey Strong. If it's a buck, whatever it is, just help a friend out. Thank you very much. (laughs)
3: and just say that I hate all Christmas specials. I just don't believe in a media, music, movies, whatever art form you so choose to saturate your audiences with that you have to enjoy seasonally. It doesn't make much sense to me. While we're on that topic, I know Frozen isn't exactly a Christmas movie, but I'm pretty sure that movie is about one murderous sister and her adulterous, fickle, whatever, temptress sister. Uh, It just... Yeah, it's kind of crazy, and I think it sends the wrong message. I think what we should be showing our children these days is the true spirit of Christmas in a holiday movie called Die Hard Classic. <laughs>
4: Still with us with our Christmas episode here at Kettle Whistle Radio. Um, I had a Star Wars story for these guys here since Rogue One is coming out. I don't uh, Starkey's not privy to uh, the uh, the un- well the cut scenes from Star Wars where Luke and it's in the book too is hanging out at the bar with his friends Tashi Station he, talks he about had to go it. get some power converters power converters mainly. exactly mm-hmm. well he's out there like, uh, he, he's getting ripped on by his friends the entire time he's there they're playing this like space pool game and they're just like picking on him he was the whooping boy of the, of the group hmm. and um, he at one point runs out of the bar and he has his bino uh, what do they call it the electro binoculars so he's looking up and he can see the battle in space taking place between you know the, what was it, the Avon 4 what do they call that the uh, it's a Corvette Tantive 4 Tanted 4 thank you and the Star Destroyer and he's out there looking at it but the funny, the funny part about this is that there was a girl in that part too, this redhead, and she's really cute. And because that scene got cut, she blames George Lucas for her life in porn. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. So she went and did porn after that because that scene got cut from Star Wars, biggest <laughs> film
1: in history. The... And <laughs> do you, um, do you have a copy of the holiday special? I do on VHS oh, god.
4: VHS Are we gonna watch that Once we're done <laughs> Oh no I can't Cause it's on VHS I mean yeah, I'm watching
5: I... Rogue One tomorrow So you know My faith in humanity <laughs> Will be restored
1: It's time tomorrow Have you, have you ever seen it
5: I saw it once in college And it was the worst thing I ever saw in my life <laughs> It's
1: like everyone was stoned Like everyone knew It was awful And it like Fucking B. Arthur Was <laughs> singing And I'm sure she was high Art Carney <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> It was insane And, I, no, and no, the stupid And stupid on
5: <laughs> well, What about that grandpa sitting on like the couch and like watching some kind of like sex music video on like those binocular things? Like he had like his tongue sticking out at one point. I was like, "This is what? Why? Yeah, yeah. huh?"
4: And now we know that Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford had an affair during that. I read of time that too. Yeah. it was
1: dur- it was during the Star Wars.
4: Yeah. It
5: was
1: well, it was
4: during the holiday special.
5: No, by oh. the holiday special, they were done. Uh, oh,
1: okay. I would have guessed that it was uh, Empire, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Mm. I'm not sure now. Good question. Well, you they said
5: they said the first film. Okay. Uh, uh, and then by the Star Wars holiday special, they were done, and they still had like you know a friendly kind of you know relationship after that, but it wasn't anything, you know, sexual or anything. That was just like on the weekends during the filming
4: of A New Hope. A New Hope, indeed. How old was she? She was 26. No, I she was 19. She was 19 right. oh, year right. old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he
1: was in his 30s. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right. Oh, jeez. A little skeezy actually
4: John I had a few more questions for you as well um, you know
1: that was the first appearance of
4: Boba Fett yes it was in yeah. the cartoon in the cartoon that little cartoon section. segment yes and oh yeah yeah absolutely but back to your, oh, your book The Ages I, I, there's a couple of questions that we missed um, are any of these characters ever based on folks that you know any of my characters yeah do you ever like mesh a real person with somebody that you just made up no never I don't think so. So you make them all up.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that every writer informs their characters by, like, stuff. But I I couldn't, like, point to anyone and say that any specific person influenced the design or the the characterization of any of the characters.
4: Interesting. And um we talked about this before. Did you do you write a skeleton? Do you write it out before you actually storyboard or you A hundred
1: thousand times. Really? Yeah. I outline, 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 and then I write and throw it away and write again and throw it away and write again. Like the stuff that I'm gonna be doing after this, I've been i've been drafting probably for like a year like i just can't figure out how to get it right
4: <laughs> i believe it yeah i believe it so like you're talking you write out the 230 pages but you actually you have it written out bullet points are you writing the story like could you put it out as a novel no
1: no because if no because i i know like what the characters look like and like what the location is going to look like so i don't have to describe that to an artist mm-hmm. so basically like when i outline i'm just trying to hash out like the story arc you know and then when i start writing the script basically it's just like the the dialogue and like the stage direction that i'm think, that i'm thinking of so then i'll i'll print like i'll get it done and i'll print it out and then i'll draw little thumbnail sized pages next to like each of the the pages on the script right, or whatever right. and i'll start figuring out what the layout's going to be because i want the the reveal frames to be a certain way or i want to hold I want to hold it back. So when you turn the page, the big reveal, like, does that make sense? Like, yeah, it does. If I'm going to make, you know, it needs to be like a Christmas present. So mm-hmm. it's like, here's all the setup. And then you turn the page and there's like the, the reveal or like the payoff of something. Um. So, yeah. So I start doing like all the little layouts and stuff there. And then I, I work it up, make it like even a, like make it a more rough but finished mm-hmm. bigger version. And then I start just doing like the, the artwork for it
4: tons of work uh, the other thing about your stuff too like i don't want to call them easter eggs but you used to have like uh like a newsreel at the back of the book of things that happened in the in the world like you used to have that that the one with the giant squid attacking yeah. the city are you doing that again um
1: or? in in the ages i actually did like a bunch of stuff um just to kind of fill in the gap because he's been like around so like i have him mm-hmm. as like a conductor of the uh of the underground railroad in one point. <laughs> and um, because the book is based around astrology and like the first thing that he kind of figures out is there's a, there's actually like a lost Zodiac sign called Ophiuchus. It's a serpent wrestler. It's a guy holding uh-huh. both ends of a snake. And that's sort of like a for real thing. You can Google it right now if you want. And um, <laughs> so back in the day, what they would do is they would make slave songs and they would work in constellations into the slave song so when they can get the fuck off the farm they could look at the night sky and figure out which way was north which way they had to go so what i did is i wrote like an old slave song using this serpent bearer and like i have like a little graphic of him like conducting like the underground railroad uh, another thing i did is i wrote <laughs> i actually wrote two songs like i wrote two cowboy songs like West what? country western songs wait a second <laughs> and so it's like i have him like um like i have him like basically telling like two of the like two of the stories of him like what he would be doing like in the old west days like one he's like riding with a posse so i got to like describe like the posse of like badass cowboys that he's riding with and stuff and yeah so it was i mean it was fun. i'm not a songwriter at all i I let Nelson read them because I, I was expecting him to laugh me off the face of the planet. And he was like, dude, do you want music for this? Like, I don't uh, like that, it Was written for you. Yeah.
4: <laughs> dude, it worked for me. You're holding the cowboy dictionary. When I wrote Demon Eye, that, that book helped me out. But um, yeah, I, I, my friend Erica, who does Fashion trashing on YouTube, check it out. Hilarious show with sock puppets. Mm-hmm. Um, she did the video um, commercial for Demon Eye uh, with the band Magnet School and it turned out excellent and that that book right there came in very handy um, given to me by my friend Ken and uh, interesting so you're writing songs for your your characters now that that well, I didn't see that one coming
1: <laughs> yeah it was i mean it was difficult for me because like i said I, I don't really have a musical bone in my body so what i did is i just like went and found like some like traditional cowboy songs and i just kind of like patterned the rhyming after like what what they did sort of so um so there's that and then I did like some newspaper clippings of like what like stuff that he did in World War 1 and stuff that he did in World War 2 just mm-hmm. like some um stuff, just background I just wanted some background stuff for him. Very cool man.
4: Didn't see that coming. Really branching out. Christine, you got anything else for him because I'm pretty much that I'm I'm spent on this man. No. It's good is, stuff.
5: I'm just enjoying listening to him talk
3: about <laughs> all of this. <laughs> all right.
4: Yeah, it, it is intriguing. But once again, you can get that at www. BurningBowlPublishing dot com, and if you're the least bit interested in some horror, look up Demon Eye, the comic book. That's mine, and Dwelling in the Dark, and of course The Fall of Tomorrow, the first one. If you are interested in horror at all, great. Into well, last minute Christmas gifts, if and they're kind of cheap. I mean, in the ages, is going for fourteen bucks, two hundred and thirty pages of graphic novel for fourteen dollars.
1: We'll say two hundred to two hundred and thirty pages, okay. somewhere in there. Whew
4: what an endeavor um <laughs> <laughs> <What> an endeavor. <laughs>
1: it's 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 like a monument to my insanity dave <laughs>
4: uh, I, I, yes i'm just gonna say yes um find me at fairly dark and off, of course on facebook david fairhead um you guys
1: where do we find you guys uh you go to stigmatistudios.com Uh, And there's links to all my uh, social media up there, but it's stigmata studios on Facebook stigmata studios on Instagram. Like we said earlier, I like to post a lot of uh, process shots and stuff on Instagram. So if you're wondering about how, how do these fuckers draw comic books, just like me on Instagram and I'll show you. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And Twitter is uh, at J O N N Y A X X.
4: And if you're a band, hit me up on Twitter at fairly dark, uh, send me music, whatever you got and we'll play it here. Christine, oh,
1: I'm around.
5: <laughs> I'm on Twitter and Instagram as Christy Starkey. Uh, you can find me there.
4: And you did share a lot tonight. Did I? Yeah, you did. Okay. You okay with that?
5: <laughs> no, I'm great.
4: All right, and she is great. Chris, uh, what we call Starkey Strong? Is that what? We- Starkey, Strung,
5: <laughs> Starkey yeah. Strong, yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you could see her running around Pittsburgh. <laughs> Usually, what? Once well I remember or-
1: I remember when I had her on Red Horse like she was coming on at like 11:30 in the afternoon or something or 11:30 in the morning and I'm woke up and I'm got like a hangover. I'm feeling like shit. And she shows up and she's already like ran like a half marathon or something. Uh, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Bouncing off the walls. I haven't
5: ran a good 10 miles in a long time. <laughs> I need to go for a long distance run really
1: soon. Well, you look fantastic. Thank you. Yes. yes yeah. You smell great. Aww. Just- <laughs> yeah.
5: I smell like Elizabeth Taylor.
4: <laughs> the lovely Christine Starkey. Absolutely. Uh, and, um, well, uh, Merry Christmas folks. I mean, I, I got a wish that's for sure. And, uh, well, you you already know what that is, so Aww. yeah. So you take care of yourself. Uh, anything else, guys?
5: It's been fun hanging out with you boys. oh it's been fun hanging out with you.
1: <laughs> All right, and Dave, I guess. And me too. Sometimes. Uh, uh, hey, Dave, thanks for having me on. I appreciate. It. Thank you for plugging the book. Oh yeah, stuff.
5: Thank you that. so much.
4: Yeah, and Jet sends her wishes through the doorway. hope is. <laughs> I still can't that believe it. That was so
5: her, bad, but that was so funny. Her butt
1: was... I'm looking at both of you guys, I'm like, What who the fuck did that? <laughs> I was
5: gonna wait until after we were off the no, no, air no, no. to discuss who the fuck did that. And, I'm like, did somebody and you open up the died? door. <laughs>
4: Her butt was right under the door. And she was looking at. <laughs> us she was with looking that at fucking us. Christmas sweater. And she's wearing a Christmas sweater. <laughs> she was like, I shop
1: for this present for you guys for a long time. Oh boy. It's like, what
5: guys I just really wanted to show you my sweater.
4: <laughs> well, thanks for listening to our Christmas special. We'll leave you with that. <laughs> All right, happy holidays. See you in uh, 2017. Rogue 1. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the WannaBet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th.